Come on now, sugar. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. I feel I feel good about it. <laughs> Welcome back. It's a new year. We yes. took a bit of a I wouldn't call it a sabbatical. No, I would call it I mean not quite a hiatus. No, because we didn't announce it or plan it <laughs> <laughs> or know it was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. We had no idea. Uh, that we would just stop recording for a little while. For a little while, but now we're back. We are, and thank God for that, because, I mean, we're coming up to, you know, they're all good in no, their own yeah. way. Well, I feel like, for me, Eccles Family Christmas is one high point. Sure. And then the last, like, six episodes, like, the, the end of the season just gets better and better and better and better mm. and better. So we're kind of, I feel, honestly... That Lord of the Bling is like if it was like a parabola, it's like the base, sure, of the like the beginning of the roller coaster, and then it's like tick 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 yes, tick, tick yes, up, yes. up all the way to the finale. Mm-hmm. So we're on. Wait, is that? I guess I shouldn't have said roller coaster because that's not really the fun part of the roller coaster. It's my least favorite part yeah, of the roller okay, coaster. It's more like when you're on a log flume ride. Mm-hmm. We're at the top of the log flume ride. First car. Yeah, and, and we're just coming. Oh, we can see uh, we can a little s- bit, <laughs> and then we're gonna have so much fun. Yeah, also my least favorite part of a roller coaster. <laughs> if we're talking about actual roller coasters, but what is your midi- medium? Medium part of a roller coaster, because <laughs> that's what I'm uh, trying to say. Usually, uh, if you're with a group of friends, there's like some fun line game. That would be like my that's medium. Your medium. Yeah, that I hate. The moment that you're like that, the thing clicks down over you yeah, until like the like rush. I don't. I like the like moment of then when it's just like you're in, so you're gonna have to go fast. But like when you're at the <laughs> top and it's just like, uh, mm-hmm. that's fun. But for me, it's anything that reminds me of the uh, seatbelt. So both getting in and getting out, I don't like the clicking. Mm-hmm. I don't like that they're like, pull it up on the bar. I'm like, that's what it, What are you really proving? Nothing. I could die just as easily if you weren't here. They're proving that it's locked. Sure, but it could unlock at any moment. Sure, it could. <laughs> they're not welding me in. Yes. That's the part I don't like the most, I think. That's my least favorite part of the roller coaster is the part where you're like, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. They're putting me in, strapped in because I could go Yes, because we will be upside down very shortly. Yeah. But the like moving part, that's fun. That's the best. Anyway, I think we're moving. Oh no, we're in line. We're playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> or or we're at the very top. I mean, yeah, depending you... on your vibe. Yeah. Um, uh, we've got Anthony Anderson. Mm-hmm. I feel like we see him very quickly in this episode. He is the first thing we see. Yeah. Hey, Anthony Anderson. Yeah, he's just kicking up poolside. Which is funny because I think. I mean, he had done different things. I don't know if this was pre or post Shield, but he had had like a very like a uh, dark criminal character on Shield, mm-hmm. and he had done com- comedic roles. But like, well-to-do patriarch of a family mm-hmm. now is like his signature role. Yes, but at the time it wasn't. But it's just funny now to watch. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. No. This was this was like. Pre blackish, blackish. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, <laughs> oh my God, no. I think it's a character that Dre is very from, near to him. Yeah, I was like, Dre from Blackish wishes that he was as hard as Bone. <laughs> Bone is much tougher. Yeah, Bone Dre. Hamilton. Yeah. 
the uh, rap producing mogul. But I think Anthony Anderson grew up. I don't. I mean, he's not Suge Knight anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think he grew up in a tough part of L.A. Is mm-hmm. my understanding. Okay. So maybe he feel, maybe he feels like torn between bone and dry every day as he drives his probably very fancy car. Yeah, he's probably to got. ABC. He's probably got a Tesla. Is my guess. He's doing well. He is. I. I he should be doing well. Yeah. He's great. He's very likable. But the character, Bone Hamilton, not likable, also doing very well. Yes. I think he's not likable, but compared to actual Suge Knight, yeah. he's so likable. Because, <laughs> like, I would not watch it. I don't think, unless it, it, it was, like, um, like, the Ice Man tape. I would not watch a Suge <laughs> Knight documentary. Like, he's not, comp- I don't root for him in any way. Sure. Like, I want him to just be in jail forever and die. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I wish for for him. Right on. Whereas, yeah. like, Anthony Anderson makes it so you're like, aw. Yeah, he's, well, as he would put it, Bone is actually very soft. I don't, like, I don't think the line between Suge Knight and uh, Bone Hamilton is, like, super strong. They kind of, like, they do it with the dangling out of the yes, window the dangling out of the thing. window is the most icon. And I think, so this is, I guess, more like uh, NWA, but the whole thing, and again, my most, a lot of my knowledge of NWA comes straight out of top. Okay. But they do have a very tight relationship with their lawyer until they abandon him for tonight. Mm-hmm. So I also felt like that was little taken, ripped, like, ripped from the like headlines. I read an article about <laughs> NWA before they wrote this up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I didn't read the wiki. Did you read the wiki? Is that in the wiki? Um, I've got it. I've got it open here, but I'm going to just. Thomas read an article about NWA. Would that be under the, the production? Yes. That would be uh, a production note. Drop down menu. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I like this episode. I think it's a clever enough, um, you know, clever enough mystery. They have uh, the greatest, worst cold open moment ever um, yeah and have i guess to me it's the question have they earned it now this show we love this show anyone who's listened to the many many hours that we've recorded talking about the show knows we love it sure i but i don't know that this show has earned that moment like that's a fifth season you are in syndication <laughs> like that is not episode 14 or, okay, so uh, what I did find in the wiki for the second episode we'll yeah. talk about uh, this week um, is it ranked 107 out of the 115 uh, Nielsen like ranking spots. Uh-oh. So I think it is also a joke you can earn by being such an unwatched show that you feel like yeah. nothing matters. It's like a nothing to lose move. Veronica can damn near look right into the lens and say, what? We used <laughs> I, to be friends. A long, a long time, time ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Okay. I do think, because it's also in this episode that she talks about the urban demographic, mm-hmm. which I think that meta line lands better for me, partially because they were on Yen, which was a much more urban focused network than where they ended up with. CW or W, which contemporaneously did. But like, 
that worked for me. Okay. We were friends a long time ago is a groaner. <laughs> Every time I see it, it's like, ah, boy. Oy, bay. I mean, to be honest, besides this podcast, it's the one thing bringing me back to that episode. I've seen it now like six times, always, at least seven yeah, times. I always think of the water, the like, the rain, because I, I like that bit of like the rubber duckies. Mm-hmm. So I always think of rubber duckies. Yeah. I, it's an interesting episode because it does do what I think the most effective season one episodes do. Where the A plot is strong enough to just be a mystery, mm-hmm. but also gives us very, uh, not very helpful clues about the time <laughs> between when, uh, I guess it starts when Duncan breaks up with Veronica and ends with Lily's death. Okay. I guess. Or maybe it goes past that. Maybe it goes to when, uh, you're saying that's like the main subplot or the through the through plot like that block of time we get some information so we find out why lily and logan were broken up Mm -hmm. because we already knew that logan blamed veronica which again this is very distracting this is not veronica's fault he was at a party (laughs) yes i'm jumping logan yeah oh yes there's plenty of opportunities (laughs) for him to have gotten uh, He's caught. He's making out with someone other than his girlfriend at a party with all of their peers. Yeah. Yes, it was her best friend who told, but like... Also, it was her best friend that told. It was her told. best friend that told. <laughs> you didn't even wait 90 seconds for the best friend to leave. You didn't even make sure that the car drove away with the best friend in it. Like, Logan, that is not a... That is not a Veronica problem. You right. were dating a girl who was really excited about Fleet Week. That was your problem. Like, come on. I mean, I have to know. So you grew up in a uh, in an oceanic area. Yeah, semi. Yeah, semi. Uh, so is was Fleet Week a thing that high schoolers were talking about? No, but I could see around San Diego, around New York. It's probably a time when you're 16 or 17 that you can get served alcohol. And get sailors to buy you drink. Okay. Pretty. Easily. That's what I would project. I did not experience that, but that's what I, that's when I see this, it feels believable because I believe that high school girls in San Diego are doing things that I don't approve of during Fleet Week. <laughs> like, I believe it. Same with New York. I feel like I believe it. I okay. believe that, like, if that if Veronica and Lily walked into San Diego during Fleet Week, like, they'd be. They'd have, they'd be taken care of. Okay. Uh, follow up question. Yeah. Uh, when is Fleet Week? And would you like to go with me? <laughs> um, you want to go okay. see if we can get some sailors to? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, we could go to Fleet Week. Mm-hmm. I go to Fleet Week. With you. All right. Why not? Okay. Cool. Like there's a podcast in every port. <laughs> Are we carrying around the zoo? No, I Are just. We- <laughs> I just figured it'll come up. Okay, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me for five minutes. I might pitch a podcast for us to do together. Uh, uh, but that's jumping so far. So far ahead. So before we have to talk about how Lynn is dead. Yeah. That's where that's where it all that's where left it kinda, off. Yeah. Left off with her car on the bridge. Mm-hmm. 
and she left a suicide note in her Blackberry. Yeah. Which, so are they saying she put it in the notes app? Or are they saying she sent an email? I've never, so they don't say anything about an email being sent. They say her suicide note was in her Blackberry. Yeah. So, I mean, does a BlackBerry have a notes app? I don't know. I've never owned one. I believe yes. I believe yes. Okay. So what I, I mean, was picturing. was called notes, but. Right, right. What I was picturing was there was a document open on there that had her suicide note, and she, like, left it on and open on the car seat. And but you then- recognize that that's, like, weird because it's a message device. Mm-hmm. Why not send it to someone? Send it to someone. Here's why you don't send it to someone. Because you don't want to be stopped. But she's jumping off a bridge. Who's she going to send it to who's going to stop her? It it could take her a while to actually take the plunge. Someone might, you know, uh, call the police and the police can respond faster than they're able to get there. I guess I... For Lynn? I feel like it would be a good opportunity to get some... Attention? I think so. Okay. I think also it just feels like it felt like she made her choice impulsively. I don't know that much about suicide. Maybe people impulsively commit suicide and leave out. It could have been a, a goodbye cruel cruel. She's world. also just driving. Was she typing and driving? No, she's you could do it real quick. Stop. Blackberry's already like in and your hand. Like, you know she texts and drives. Goodbye cruel world. Mm, leaves it there, plops over the bridge. Or, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Unless she didn't want someone to come intervene for some other reason, which I can't imagine what it was. Well, the other thing I was thinking was what if she, what if it wasn't a suicide note? Okay. And it was just a really sad thing she wrote in her phone. And then when she died, they looked at her phone. Oh. And it was like, I feel hope. It also, so I, now I'm starting to wonder, was that just in the tablet? Was that not real? Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't from the cops or anything. Mm-hmm. That was from the tablet. So maybe there wasn't a suicide note. Because nothing that Lynn, I think, would say to implicate anything is, like, she doesn't say, like, I'm tired of my husband beating up my son. Mm-hmm. I, no. I don't know. <laughs> so it wasn't specific <laughs> enough to be convincing? I guess. I mean, we don't know what it is. I just... Yeah. Also, we find out... And I know I keep jumping to the end of this episode. Okay, what's going on? It's burning. We find out that Logan doesn't think she's dead. Yeah, that's what I was implying. But, like... If what? She... Okay. Well, so, I'm, yeah. I'm driving. Yeah. It's finally time. I've been thinking about this for months, maybe years, how I'm going to pull this off. I've hit my breaking point. I'm going over the bridge. Fuck it. Now's the time. Pull over. Type out the suicide note super quick. Yeah. Now, if I send it, again, somebody could intervene. Somebody could call the police or, you know what I mean? Um, It could gum up the works. If I just leave it there Mm -hmm. waiting for the car to be found, that gives me a little more time to jump into a mysterious van, perhaps, and drive okay. away undetected. Now, and I guess it's hard because 
I don't want to think, and this is going to come up in the second episode, I think, a little bit too, mm-hmm. but more maybe later uh, episodes. But, like, I don't like to think that Lynn was horribly cruel to her son. But. This is pretty mean. <laughs> it's really mean to fake your own suicide. It's one thing to run away. Yeah. Because he even acts like, oh, she's sending me messages or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if she's, I don't know. Why leave the car on the bridge like that? Why not leave the car? Why not? Yeah, I don't know. The whole Lynn plot is very sad. Is mostly just sad. Yeah. Um, and in this episode, we see Logan trying to deal with it, and his father also trying to deal with it. But neither of them really being emotionally equipped to process. Mm-hmm. And then we find out ultimately, as I said, Logan is processing grief by, and he's in the first stage. Yes, we call that D in Dabda. Nile. You're the D in Dabda, he's honey. He, oh my God, he's the D in Dabda. You know, he's kind of the A, the first A, too. Anger. Yeah. Yeah, he's but he's always angry with That's Aaron. True. Anger's always there. <laughs> so he's like ababdabdab. Yeah. So let me I wanna know here, because this one's always been tricky for yes. me. The uh so at the memorial, uh-huh. um uh or before they go downstairs yeah. to like see everybody at the luncheon, what have you. Um Logan confronts Aaron because Aaron's like reminiscing about this wonderful yeah. time they had as a family. And Logan's like, yeah, I spilled a milkshake in your Beamer and you gave me a bloody nose. Yes. Um, and then Aaron poses the other side of the story, yes. which is he threw the milkshake. Yes. Uh, because they wouldn't buy him a monkey. Where, where do I think reality lies? Where do you think reality lies? I mean, definitely I think Aaron was angry and hit his son. Mm-hmm. Not that he reached for the milkshake and accidentally smashed the kid's face. Yeah. So, like, I think Aaron gave him a bloody nose. Yeah. It's hard, and I was thinking about it when I was watching it. I am a very clumsy person and have been my whole life, and I've definitely been a child who's in trouble for spilling things I did not spill on purpose Mm -hmm. and feels like I have no control over. I know that if I was more careful, (laughs) theoretically, I could have not spilled it. Yeah. But in reality, I, so I think I just automatically sided with the kids spilling stuff. Okay. That, that it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still not good to spill. It's careless <laughs> and all that other stuff, but it's not, I don't, do kids really spill their own milkshake on purpose? It's a milkshake. It's not like it <laughs> it's, was. It's valuable. Yeah. But I think Logan's in the position where when he wants the monkey, he's not thinking about, oh, well, I've got this milkshake. I should just be grateful for my tasty treat. I so I think it is a combination of the two. Okay. I think he absolutely was demanding a monkey and oh, being yeah. ex- obnoxious. Oh my! I bet he threw a complete fit that he didn't get the monkey. He yeah, exactly. And then throws the milkshake <laughs> and Aaron, the shittier of the two, the adults in the scenario. Yes, definitely punched him and he gave him a bloody nose. Yeah. So that's but it's something I've always toiled with because I just kind of always got the feeling like. Every time Aaron says that, I'm like, 
Yeah, that motherfucker really wanted a monkey and threw a milkshake. Yeah, here's, I do believe that Aaron mm-hmm. believed that is what happened. Sure. Also, I think that he probably would frame some of the things we've seen him do to Logan as discipline. Oh, yeah, Like, absolutely. in his mind. I don't think he considers himself an abuser. Mm-hmm. I don't think he thinks of himself as mean. Because have we, I think it's already, have we already seen where he talks about his own dad a little bit? Um, or is that, sorry, I, I'm not trying to be spoilers. We will be, we'll be getting to that. Okay, so um, like, yeah. Aaron's view of himself is not as a mean monster dad. Mm-hmm. But his behavior is often monstrous. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And it's, it's true. Logan's a little asshole. Sure. Like, it's true. Like, Logan sucks. Yeah, he's a product not... of his environment, sure, I would but, argue. Like, yeah. And he's just, that's what his personality is. Uh-huh. He likes seeing if he can fuck with people. Yep. And he certainly can fuck with his family. Um, but yeah, he does not slow down his dickishness. No, I would say, so him at the uh, the memorial at their house is like just some of the most, it's very sad, especially because this is right before he tells Duncan yeah, his sad. whole theory, but it is just top-notch Logan going around like grinning ear to ear, like all the but fist The family appreciates bu- you being here. Thank you so much. Oh, have you tried the crab puffs? Like, he's such a little shithead. It's so Like, good, if he was though. my brother, I would be so mad at him. If he was your brother, you would be I, in yeah, Australia. Yeah, I'd be in Australia. I'd be fine. <laughs> I'd be shooting an underwater scene. That's right. Stop. That, okay, here's the thing. That, yeah. before, that scene, mm-hmm. the scene of just at the beginning of Aaron and Logan, Aaron wearing some clunky-ass slippers. I don't know what those shoes were. They were just a different time. Those were bizarre. I like my house shoes to be <laughs> nice and loose. They were like loose Doc Martens. I don't know. They were very clunky, but they were, whatever. So that scene and Logan's dramatic reading of or memory. Did he memorize the telegram? He did. He had it memorized. So like his reading of the telegram, his thing of the telegram mm-hmm. was very good and that's the kind of shittiness one is expects from logan and i think I, I don't resent that i'm like okay i get it yeah that was great the people who came to pay respects to your mom don't really deserve this from you yeah but he hates all those fucking people well, too but they're they're just a bunch of people who came to his mom it's not i get again what then when he's mean to the agent uh-huh he was it. asking for it a hundred yeah right and Aaron wasn't shutting it down in the way he should have. A hundred, like that part again. He's being a dick, but like, I'll, that's just righteous. Mm-hmm. But the way he's being to the people who are at the wake. Also, do people that rich really? I mean, you know, you're super rich. Yeah. Do people that rich really host the reception? It's, oh yeah, we would host other people's wakes when I was growing up. We are we are rich from our our funeral home business, but I think that's I don't think that means anything. No, <laughs> no, I'm picturing that you had two Christmas trees, but they were just in the different mortuary. Yeah, yeah. At Christmas time, you know, you would have one in the casket like um, showroom, perfect, and then one in the, uh, <laughs> the corpse showroom. And then a little, we yeah. had a little Charlie Brown one in the morgue. That was like a joke one. Yeah, just but that's for us. cute. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, we go, God, we can't keep anything alive. It's a little mortician's humor for you. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so I just was surprised they hosted it at their house. Yeah. I mean, I know they have a house, and they and she used to like to host stuff there. Oh, that's true. She loved so her. maybe that's why. Maybe that was how they got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think they would, like, rent a, rent a space? Yeah, maybe at Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> Another sick Logan slam. <laughs> he would, I mean, if he's bitter that they're at his house, he, but honestly, he wanted to go upstairs and play the game. Yeah. Um, which I get. Uh, okay, <laughs> then I have one more. Uh-oh. <laughs> one more burning question. Yes. So the story that Lynn, that Logan grew up hearing about his grandfather from Lynn, yeah. about how he, uh, you know, got the... Uh, got the lighter and then was captured and hung on to it. Um, and then him and his friends escaped from a POW yes. camp. Total lie, right? Wait, like, you mean total lie? I think, like, I think he was served in Korea. <gasps> I think that is the extent of the truth. <laughs> I don't think he was ever captured, and I don't think he, like, escaped. And so he just wrote free at last on a... Later? Yeah, because he was sick of being in the army. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it is the most like noble thing we've ever heard about an Eccles. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not an Eccles. He's a uh... well, an Eccles adjacent. Okay. <laughs> somebody who's the blood... Marses are Eccles adjacent. Okay. Somebody whose blood pumps through Logan. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed so. Over the top heroic, and maybe I should. Maybe I'm being cruel to veterans all over. I think there's a lot of people who are POWs. Yeah, right. That escaped. I don't know. Maybe I should have. Maybe before I made this wild accusation, <laughs> I should have googled it. I don't know. It seems like the kind of thing your grandpa would tell you a story about. A lie. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what your relationship with your grandpa was. All truth, all the time. <laughs> no fib. Yeah, I don't. I don't... Oh, okay. We did... should we backtrack a little because we talked about the end of the zoo story. Okay, and you said, "Oh, he's trying to reminisce about a beautiful day." But you remember what story he's telling? Yeah. It's horrible. He's telling a story about how he tricked his wife <laughs> and told her we were all dressing up like animals, and then she just walked around in a costume all day. Yep. Fucking got her. <laughs> it's so like Aaron, you are the villain of that story. <laughs> it is very mean. And he was just so proud of his wife for walking around like a mermaid. Like, oh fuck that guy. Yeah. He is legitimately the worst. Yeah, he's not great. Mm-mm. Um. Oh God, yeah, not great. Uh, <laughs> but this is again. I think we found uh through this watch that both of us definitely find the Logans or when there's a when there's an Eccles storyline. Yeah. it is the best storyline because we have not even talked about the A plot. That's true. It at steals all yet. a lot of attention. It's so. Good. I think the flashback. I guess that's in some ways the weakness of this episode, but it does mm. 
build to where we're going. Sure. But like B plot of Logan and then the flashbacks are both more compelling in some ways than at least on rewatch the um like daughter the... is kidnapped storyline. Right. Partially because none of our yes, some of our leads, but most of our leads don't add up to anything. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like, we've got a new family introduced into the world of Neptune. Right. It's the Hamiltons. So Bones, who we talked about, the record producer, finds out that his daughter, Yolanda, is kidnapped. Goes to Mars Investigation because he doesn't fuck with cops. Nope. I can respect that. I know you can. Um, Even though the best cop in the history of the world lived in town, but whatever. Who, Keith Myers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's who he goes to. <laughs> that's true. That's exactly the person he's talking to. But then we find well, out. Well, and your second fa- favorite person in the show is also a cop. Who, Leo? Yeah. <laughs> Leo's problematic. Whoa! <laughs> what a difference a year makes. Yeah. But so, Bones is now, you know, he comes to Keith. He's like, this is... Like, here's my enemies yeah. list. Start looking into people here in Southern California. Like, I've got yeah. enemies in New York and Detroit and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, very tough, hard man. Yes. But um, that's, that's essentially the A plot, complicated by the fact that a long time ago, Veronica and Yolanda were becoming fast friends. They were. And Lily, all three of them were becoming yeah. Until fateful night. All day. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Yolanda, but also you have to tell your best friend if you see her boyfriend. If she, you're at a party that she's not at and you see her boyfriend kissing someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, that's. And, it, like, and not just anyone else, but like. Oh, it's it's like triple bet. So, kissing someone else's boyfriend. Also, you're like n- very new to the friend yes. group, but you're in the friend group now. Yeah, that's true. You're like at you're over at the house after school and like. So okay, so is and I I I understand Veronica's regret. Mm-hmm. And I and it was very Mean Girls the final kind of moment. With Lily being like, let's go to Fleet Week and like, like really blowing off Yolanda really hard. Veronica could have spoken up because I think Veronica also had the instinct that, like, no, Logan's creep. Yeah. And Logan and Lily's relationship is not, this is not some vixen who's like breaking up people who are very committed to each other. Mm-hmm. So all of that is true, but like, I think she's kind of. She's being too hard on herself. Absolutely. I don't think any of that really falls on Veronica. I think that, honestly, the best Veronica could have done is, like, ditched her, gone to Fleet Week, and then, like, I don't know, a week later, maybe brought up Yolanda again and tried to inch her back into the friend group. I would. The best thing for all of them is if none of them are dating Logan. Truth. Uh, (laughs) I think it's also, and it's hard because, want to be loyal but i think also the best is that she maintains a friendship with yolanda she doesn't she can't make lily be okay with Mm -hmm. so 
but she could have maintained a friendship I theoretically. Mean, but I think that's really hard. I think I think Lily would have burned her. But that's the question, right? Like that's how strong are you? Like that's the I think that's where she feels Okay. Is that she didn't stand up to Lily. Yeah, I suppose. But I don't know. It's your best friend, man. It's your best friend. Like of course you're gonna tell. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out Yolanda is fine. Yolanda's I did more, like well, <laughs> Yeah. Once we know that she's alive, she's fine. She's mm-hmm. not even she didn't even see Dimebag that night. <laughs> Those guys. Those. Uh Dimebag and his um what was it? Group of dudes? No, that's what uh Eagles had. Oh, okay. They were a posse. Yeah, they were Oh, posse. okay, gotcha. I also like in this Veronica goes uh, like improv undercover as like a hostess Mm -hmm. and the concierge of the hotel just lets her do it because she (laughs) doesn't want to deal with dime bag anymore. She's just like, Oh gee. Yeah, sure. Random girl with the clipboard. You can have these men. I'm not interested in them anymore. It seems very obvious that this is like what it read to me was this is a (laughs) liar who wants to get into a famous rapper's hotel room. And that concierge did not do her job. She didn't give a shit. She was like, <laughs> fuck it, go ahead. No, just get these guys away. I also like that part of uh, the Melinda character that yes. Veronica puts on is being super shitty <laughs> to, what was the uh, the concierge, Sarah, yeah, or something like that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But she's still just like, fine, take them. As, you can be mean to me as long as you go away. Yeah. Uh, that was classic. It was classic. And even the, she, so, uh, and Veronica is there to, so that Keith can put a bug in the room and Mm -hmm. she finds out they're actually going to a different room. So Veronica puts the bug in the other room. Yep. And then she has to tell Keith dead. And she's just like, don't ask questions. Yeah. And he's like, he accepts it. Again, another moment where Keith, it was a teachable moment. Yep. And he did not. He's (laughs) letting her become who she becomes. Keith is extremely results oriented. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's I think Keith does ultimately believes the ends justifies the means. Um he's like by the book in instances of great importance. Yes. But he definitely's always taught Veronica like hey, life's full of cuttable corners and like you got to just do what you got to do to get what you want. Or get what's right, I suppose. I think that's true, but I also think he got to that point after learning about the rules and learning more about empathy. And she just cut straight to the end just. Oh, you're saying that like, like he a 20-year career as <laughs> yeah, a police like, officer. got to that. Whereas <laughs> I feel like she just skipped all of that part and jumped right to ends justify the means and you should feel self-righteous, which is a tough combo. Yeah. As everyone in her orbit will learn at one point or another, starting with Yolanda. <laughs> <laughs> but we will all reckon yes. with Veronica's. I mean, well, it's funny you mentioned that because I guess it is like the first instance of uh, she's not even like getting even with Yolanda. It's not really like that, but she carries so much more guilt over Yolanda 
than she does about any of the things you're about to see in like the next hundred episodes. It's crazy. She's really, she really feels bad, and she's embarrassed. She doesn't even want to tell her dad mm-hmm. that they knew each other. Yeah, she doesn't want, doesn't want to admit that she didn't stand up for Yolanda. Mm-hmm. Veronica. It's weird. The thing is, ultimately, like, because it's a character we've never met before. Yeah, and none of it really matters to us. So I guess it matters to Veronica. I think for me too, it's not like. I'm looking to see what episodes next. There are characters that Veronica doesn't treat very well mm-hmm. who are left in a less than perfect place. But Yolanda has like moved completely is over it. Yeah. She's in love. Yes. She's bro- she's Rom- she's Romeo and Julieting with a happy ending. She's pulling <laughs> two families together. Yeah. She's like, she's fine. Yeah. So there's a piece too where it's like Veronica, your guilt, enjoy your guilt, but like Yolanda doesn't need it. It's really it's all for you, right? Everything Veronica does is all for her though, so that's fine. It's on, <laughs> it's on par. Um, should we talk about um, the uh, beach blanket bingo reference that uh, came up in this episode? I missed it. You missed I it. I love Beach Blanket Bingo. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, that's. My second favorite Annette Funicello movie. <laughs> um, it's when she is on the phone uh, trying to get imp- uh, Pump. Uh, is it Benjamin's roommate? Whose roommate is she trying to pump for information? Yeah, Benjamin's roommate. Yeah. So Benjamin is the son of Bones' lawyer. Former lawyer who is now uh, paralyzed yes. because of both. Yes, he is a drive-by shooting victim uh, who is now wheelchair-bound. Oh, yeah. Not really because of both, but, like, we all, everyone believed it was both. Word on the street as Bones called yeah. in the hit. Yeah, because uh, he quit. He resigned as Bones' lawyer when Bones yeah. was getting into tax evasion. Is his story. Yeah. It, I mean... Did go to prison for it, so it's not completely made up. Yeah, but the lawyer, I mean, the lawyer the, talked to the feds. It's, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes that happens. Um, wow, you're being really nice about this snitch. Is it because No, I'm saying sometimes that happens, you get shot in a drive-by <laughs> if you talk to the feds. <laughs> All right, that sounds much more like your philosophy. No. I was like, I was like, wow, Colin is letting this snitch off really I, Sometimes easy. you just got to talk to the feds and get no jail time, and then the people <laughs> you were doing crimes with get all the jail time. Um, you got to get got. You got <laughs> <laughs> but Bones denies that he was involved. Yes. Um, Wait, no, he doesn't. He uh, lets people think he was involved. That's the whole thing. But he, he like, denies it, but, like, I didn't do that. He, like, postures while he's denying. I feel like he says, like, you can't prove I did that. I think it's more like that. Gotcha. Because later, certainly Yolanda accuses him of letting him get it. Yes. Yeah, she does bring that up. Which, Yolanda, she's always right. Never once. Not Never once kissed life. anyone else's boyfriend in Logan. a very public place. Yes, of course Logan went in for the kiss. Of course he did. Logan's gross. And I will cut Yolanda <laughs> the slack up, and I understand why Lily wouldn't cut her the slack. Uh-huh. But Yolanda's knowledge of their relationship is they're kind of cute together. 
Then Lily, like, talks mad shit on him. It's like, I'm getting bored of him. He's too clingy. I'm over it. So it's like, she's saying she's over it. That blows off the party. Logan says he's over it. This is not, it's not like chronic. It's not a perfect love. True. Yeah. I mean, poor Donut would never reciprocate that, that, um, Temptress's kiss. Never. Never. You'd throw it up the stairs. <laughs> and you'd be like, I was blacked out. What happened? Push her off the top bleacher <laughs> after a bushwhack grease song and dance. It was amazing. <laughs> so You'll dumb. never move me off. That was amazing. And we'll never be back to those innocent times. No, that was as innocent as we'll ever get. Yeah, when he's having drug-induced mania. <laughs> <laughs> But we uh, we got to talk about Bryce, the Bryce, the Bryce man, little bro, very oh Bryce, yeah, yeah. Bryce um Hamilton. He's, a, I get his perspective mm-hmm. because he is a high achiever. He does things right, and his dad just constantly yeah. And then it's bad, which is a dream for him. <laughs> and in like a fairly, I mean, I guess it's not, I was going to say fairly harmless. It is pretty shitty to make your dad think that you're kidnapped. He wrote a fake ransom note if yeah, the police were involved. Great. That isn't great. But yeah. it's of, the, of ways to get Bone to respect you. I mean, I think that's how you do it. Yeah, it worked. Um, you know, he, and he, I love that he follows his bliss yeah. and applies knowledge of uh, like city <laughs> civil <sewer> engineering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty great. Um, uh. It's a very happy ending because honestly, Bones like yeah. Now I respect you more. I mean, <laughs> and oh yeah, I'll make friends with my enemy because it's it's a happy ending unless you think about poor Mrs. Hamilton. Who's really sidelined for the whole episode. Okay. And I know we talk about this in terms of Lynn. I think that's a different situation. Uh-huh. But in every family like this with a shitty husband dad, only one person chose to be around that husband, around that man. It's the wife. Those kids did not choose him. Oh, I understand. Yes, yes. So poor yeah. Miss Hamilton, but like she married a criminal. No, but we don't know her backstory. And had two children with him. Yeah, well. I'm not snitchy. I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying you're snitching. I'm just. (laughs) She married a criminal and had two kids with him. And then they grew up dysfunctional. So what what did she think was going to happen when she married and had children? She could have married him and not had children with him. Mm -hmm. She brought children into this. Mm -hmm. Then they grew up and he was a bad dad. No, duh. (laughs) Of course he's a bad dad. Yeah, he hung a guy named Dimebag out of a hotel Out of window. a window. Yeah, it's very mean. But, I mean, if you think about her loss, she's, because at this point, the episode ends, Bones is not making any promises that he's going to reach out and make amends with, um, who, what was the name of the other family? The, um, I've got it right here. The Blooms. Yeah. The Blooms are the oh, lawyer right. family. Yeah. So she's like, we're, she runs off with Benjamin Bloom. We got married. We're not coming back until you guys make up and we can all be yes. like a family. Um, 
Which is a nice and noble request, I think. Yeah, so I think he... I felt like he was softening because then she makes her little, which I wrote down, she makes her comment of like, okay, we'll come home after the honey. Which is such like a, I fuck now, dad, kind of thing to say <laughs> to your father. We'll come home after the honeymoon. Oh my God. Can I have a I fuck now, dad t-shirt? <laughs> yes, I just got a cricket. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally make you one. Uh-huh. I mean, you could probably, yeah, iron vinyl straight onto the cotton. No, I have heat transfer vinyl. Oh. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great shirt. I fucked out, Dad. Homemade t shirt. Oh, is this... there a comma? That's the only thing we got to figure out. <laughs> Wait, the comma? Yeah. Like, I fuck now, comma, Dad? Yeah, or is it, I fuck now, Dad? We got to figure it out. I think if you do the comma, you have to do like all punctuation. It's got to be in quotations, it's got to have a, a quote- period. Am I quoting myself? No, you're quoting I'm, Yolanda, uh, Yolanda Bloom. That's not a quote. <laughs> and that's you how can't quote, paraphrase someone. That's how someone. quotes work. No, you can't paraphrase someone and then put it in quotation marks. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you God. can. Do what you want to do. Uh, so that's a fun episode. It is. I want to call something out because okay. it, I'm going to probably bring it up again and again because it's a thing that I knew, but I had never like crystallized in my mind. It's amazing how much time is spent on this show with people preparing and or eating dinner. Because, <laughs> like, yes, we all prepare and or eat dinner every day. Sure. But you don't usually see it on TV. And Veronica Mars is like, what if we had a dinner scene mm. or someone talking about dinner, preparing dinner, someone else is dropping pasta on the floor, whatever it is, every single episode. So, so I just am calling it out now so that each week we can talk about the dinner update. When it comes up, we can, yeah. yeah, 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 gotcha. All right, I love it. Are you ready to tilt this flume over the edge of the hell? Okay, one thing. What's and that? this thing will mean more to people who have either watched all of our... Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> or to people who are psychic. I guess it really will only mean some of those people. But this is the first of... Multiple in the series, Logan at the door. Yes. And Logan is at the door and says, hey, Veronica, my mom's alive. Um, help me find her. Yeah. And Veronica's reaction is so good because she's looking at him like he is a crazy person. Yes. She does not believe it. She thinks he needs help. And she's been kind of worried about him, but she can't admit that because they're enemies. Mm-hmm. But like, she is looking at him like he is having a mental breakdown. It's Which crazy. he very well could be. I mean, at this point, I think everyone thinks he's crazy. Yeah, but I don't know if you remember the lighter. <laughs> I don't even think his dad served in the military, or his no! grandpa served in the military now. <laughs> All right, let's talk about an episode. One of the all-time. I would say it's an all-timer. I'd say this is an all-time hit. Um, it's called Mars v. Mars. Yeah. The other thing about this episode, for being an all-timer, mm-hmm. it has a title that could be used for probably 10. It might be, I might be being almost... Oh, yes. This title could be used for many, many episodes of this show. Almost the last one we watched. The they, last they're pretty one. much on the same page. Yeah. But a little, a little bit. bit. Uh, yeah, we've watched a few episodes already where it's 
Mars v. Mars. Yeah. Now, this one is pretty head-to-head. Mm-hmm. It's like they each, I mean, yeah, the, the simplest, like, way to do a Mars v. Mars, they are each representing a client on the opposite sides of the same case. Exactly. And it's a, it's a good one. It is it so features, good. Uh, future Ben Wyatt in a very not Ben Wyatt role. Adam Scott. I yep. feel almost, and I don't know Adam Scott first, <laughs> but it feels like more like he's playing Adam Scott than most roles he plays. Like, yeah. I say this mainly because I've just listened to him on like you talking YouTube to me. So I feel like I know him. What? No, that's fine. Wait, what do you listen? What do you listen? People talk about one subject, they get off on tangents a bunch. And it's usually like a few hours long each time. Oh, so it's a, it's a <laughs> podcast. Um, it's you talking YouTube. You talking YouTube, YouTube to, to me? me. They also did. Oh, do they talk about the band you two? Yes. Okay, gotcha. I was about to start doing their bit. Oh, and then right. I was like, I don't need to do that. We'll it let them have their it, bit. Yeah, I was like, it won't mean anything to you. Yeah. The only person who would care is if Patrick listens to this episode. <laughs> he would appreciate it. But we don't have to do it. I'll do it to you later. You'll yeah. enjoy it. Okay, great. Um, they also have one about REM. This because are you talking REM re me? Only good because you do one, but <laughs> I like it. Um, but yes. But anyway, so through that podcast, I feel like I sort of know what he's like. Yeah, you got you get the gist. And this is sort of like what if Adam Scott was a creep. That's what it yeah. feels like this episode is. But I think this- it's what if Adam Scott was a uh, high school teacher, and in which case, he would 100% be a creep. No! <laughs> I hope that's not true. No, I used to always give um, my older brother so much shit for being the cool English teacher. Because oh, yeah. he, he rides motorcycles. Um, okay. He's like, you know. Is the wisecracking one. Yeah. Kids will come up to him, <laughs> ask him questions. He's like, oh, I'll crack wise at you instead. So I do have a. I, and I had high school teachers that I adored for exactly yeah. those reasons. Um, but it is such a funny. I guess it's a funny trope because high school students are very easily impressed. With shit. But they're not. That's the thing is they don't want to think they are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they are easily impressed, but it's usually just, like, young and tries to do something. Like, young and doesn't, does more than the minimum. Oh, I see. Yeah. To be the cool teacher. Right. Like, the head-to-head history trivia death match. I thought it seemed kind of fun. It looked really fun. Um, Though he does make a weakest. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not fun. Why? Because it ages out? It ages completely. But at the time, that was like one of the hottest shows. It was probably before it even went to like daytime. Okay, it link. was a hot show, but it's a bad reference. It's not an evergreen ref. I think it's an evergreen ref for the show Veronica Mars. Because remember in 2003 or 2004, how often you heard someone say the phrase, you are the weakest link, goodbye? I hated it. it. Yes, it sucked, but it I happened. I hated it. It happened all the goddamn time. I don't want to be reminded of those dark days. <laughs> it would be like if you made a Napoleon Dynamite reference. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, oh, wow. 
That's true to era. Yeah, that did happen. Oh, he said eat the food. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but you know what? All the fun and games mm-hmm. come to abrupt stop when Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl, yes. also known as Carrie Bishop in the show, mm-hmm. says, hey, guess what? I'm not pregnant. You can have your abortion money back. Pretty fucked up. Yep. Although it does lead to Adam Scott getting to do the physical gag of drop jaw catching the keys, uh-huh. like completely motionless, which I I attribute the rest of his career to that shot. He's it's, good in this episode. He's like, very he's good. A, he turns out to be pretty disgusting as yep. a human. Mm-hmm. But I would cast him in this Unlike. I would not have cast her in anything from that episode. Donate her, but I would not have. Yeah. I would be like, hey, Adam Scott. He's also got some Paul Rudd vibe. But he kind of has Paul Rudd vibe. Always. Yeah, yeah. He does have the very cute uh, cute boy kind of vibe to him. Yeah. But yeah, you know, he he plays the character perfectly because he's so fun and like sympathetic and you like you yeah. want him to be righteous because like yeah. what because the same thing veronica keeps getting on he's a good teacher yeah he makes that school bearable for some of the students that fucking hate it yeah um and he plays that to his advantage as a fucking creep so oh. well and it's like damn that's good that's good acting yeah, Jessica good. Chastain on the other side. I'm surprised she ever worked again after her episode <laughs> of Veronica Mars. I think it's because not a lot of people watch Veronica Mars. <laughs> right, it really paid off for her. Hundred and seven ranking. Yeah, that's that's what'll do it. Oh um, man. Okay, this is a thing I gotta talk about, and I've kind of been thinking. I thought about it a couple times, like oh, we're gonna talk about that because it is. There's not a lot of false notes in the show. Okay. A false note being like the show telling you one thing. Well, or does something that you're just like, that feels like this work reality of the show. Or like, I don't. And this one is, is up there. Okay. How are we really supposed to believe that in 2004, or five maybe now, that there are. I think it's three girls who know every word to the police song, Don't Stand So Close to Me. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. They all know. They, they don't even sing the chorus. <laughs> like, no, they sing the sexy part. They sing the sexy part. They Which sing, is gross to say. But... I know, but that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it in if the movie was Heather's or if mm-hmm. it was the 80s. Maybe the nice. This is now a at this point at least a, a twenty year old song, a fifteen to twenty year old song. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Yeah, it. I now mean, that it, you mention it, it is one of the stranger things that happens. It's really weird because it's and and I feel like this is a a trope mm-hmm. talk about teen fiction or okay. shows is like the writers of those shows write about what high school was like when they went to high school. Sure. And I feel like Veronica Mars did a good job of not doing that, partially because it's so hard on the class 
like um the oh, class like the warfare disparity. stuff yeah, and yeah, like yeah. how that stuff kind of came in terms of like teen uh fiction like started the 60s a big part of that so it's like mm-hmm. it kind of feels timeless in some ways i mean there's poop spell necklaces but <laughs> like it feels sort of but like and of course the aforementioned uh weakest link reference every now and yeah. references and and veronica makes references that are that show that she knows more about pop culture than it what is just aimed at her age group mm-hmm. but yeah i don't believe that those three girls who, the kind of girls who would <laughs> Pick on a person for being victimized by a teacher. <laughs> that those people, like, if they had their phones out and were reading the lyrics, I would buy that. Oh, but this is before you could really do that. That would be if tough. If they had printouts. If they had printouts, yeah. Print if, they had, uh, if it was handwritten on the back of a map quest sheet. Yes. Um. Or if they all had the LP and they, like, were, like, <laughs> reading, the liner reading notes. the liner notes. Maybe that would work. But it's just, like. Do they really? Can I uh, can I pitch a scenario? Yeah. Okay. Um. So the lead bully in this triad of bullies knows that song, loves yeah. it. Mom and dad listen to the police. The LP's sure. always getting played yeah. in the house. That's it's not unreasonable for teenagers to know the police. I knew the police in high school. I didn't know if someone started singing that song. I could not have. Yeah. Right, right. But there were other songs from oh, outside of Oh, if they did, like, Rock Dan, I'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, ev- uh, everywhere you go, every, uh, every, every breath you take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, You're doing the weirdest, weirdest gesture. I'll be watching you. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's right, but I knew that wasn't the part that, with the every. So I was like, Every, every watching you. <laughs> Yeah, I could have sung along with uh, that. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I've, there's one girl that knows it. Yes. Pitches this like bully okay. move to her two sycophants. They um, all learn the song. Uh, yeah, and she basically forces them to learn the song. Because that's honestly the most unbelievable thing to me. I like knowing classic rock that resonates with me. Yeah. Organizing a group of teens to sing a song in public? Like, that's more embarrassing than having it sung at you. I guess. I don't know. I was the kind of person who sang every opera. Okay. So. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm not even that good a singer. I just like doing it. No, you're a lovely singer. I've heard you sing on other podcasts. You don't sing on this podcast, but. <laughs> I do it the first three and last three seconds every time. <laughs> um. But no, I think here's the other part with that song. And maybe it's just my ear. Okay. As a modern listener and as a person. And I will admit at this point, I think I may have said it already on the show. Talk over <laughs> um, my dad's teacher. So yes. I've always found, and I think that this is part of why, but I think it's, I think I would do it anyway. Teachers fucking students fucking gross. Yeah. There's no, like, you cannot romanticize it for me. You cannot make it sexy. You cannot, like, oh, sometimes the will is weak. No, it's fucking gross. It's always gross. And the song, Don't Stand So Close to Me, yeah. is on the border of sexy, temptress teen 
Yes, it absolutely is blaming it on that <laughs> right. sexy, soft body teen. Right. No, is, it's disgusting. It's gross. And so I always Sting hate, is so I a monster. Like, I hate that song so yeah. much. I've yeah. always have. So maybe that's part of my problem with this scene is like I resent that these other te- these teen girls would like this song enough to sing it. And then also be so like, do they think the song from their perspective is a song about a temptress? And they're trying to say Carrie Bishop is also a temptress because then they have more problems than we can even address. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, it's absolutely a slut-shaming component to this uh, bullying and to really how the whole school reacts yeah. to it. I mean, most of the people who are on um, Mr. Rook's side are like the, no, this didn't happen. She's doing it yeah. for attention or to get a grade corrected. Yeah, because she's mad about her grade. Exactly. Which that, to me, like that's a thing I would have believed even like, as Mm-hmm. That somebody made up some bullshit. Yeah, that somebody was like pissed at somebody, and so they, if if I were Veronica, I could have bought, I would buy that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't buy the like she was so hot and had to try, and he what was he supposed to do? And it's like what was he supposed to do? He's a teacher. It's his job. Yeah, go home to your family. You said. Well, fuck. honestly, go home to your apartment by yourself. It's still appropriate. It doesn't matter how lonely you are. <laughs> you have a job. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so wait, we... are you suggesting that the job of a public teacher <laughs> is to not fuck the students? It's, it's not the only one, job. It's, it's one of the jobs. Jo- it's a. It's a core component yeah, of the it's job. It's like I do, so I do AP history. Mm-hmm. I teach driver's ed on the weekends, cool. and I don't fuck any of my students. Hey, you've met the met the minimum requirements <laughs> to be a teacher. Oh, the driver's ed—that's bonus. <laughs> the driver's ed is total I bonus. I feel the same way, and this is going to get into like kind of worse territory, but I feel the same way about cop. Mm-hmm. And this makes it sound like I'm saying that. Teenage students are in are, are the same as prisoners, but I'm not saying that. But also, like, and I know that it is illegal, but cops should never have sex with people in prison. Yeah, like prison guards should not have sex with prisoners. Cops should not have sex with people they've arrested while they're arrested. Yes, the. There's nothing, I guess there's no, there's no way you can tell me that it's a consensual sexy act. Because it's an inherently not consensual. Right, because one of them is literally a prisoner. Yeah, or a teenager, which is like the same. Yeah. Being a prisoner in your, (laughs) in your teen, in your your tight little teen boy. All right, we got to move on. (laughs) We're going to get to a place where I'm honestly upset. Uh, But yeah, so I hate that song. Yeah. And I hate that performance of the song, mm-hmm. but I still love the show. What did you think of um, Mr. Rook's house? Like when, so one of the big things that, you when know. She's like, how do you decorate? Like, I just found a catalog. One, I don't believe that for a second. I think everything he's doing is very calculated. I think everything, he, his messy hair is calculated. His outfit is calculated. The things he has in the house. So I don't believe him. If a person did that, they are a psychopath. That's insane. Just picked out of a catalog and lived in it? And ordered every single little thing in a catalog? 
<laughs> and made it where they live. That's crazy. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying it's ordering like, furniture from a catalog. Go for it. Sure. You found a picture and you just like. I would like to recreate this. Like, oh, weird. My living room is the exact same layout <laughs> as this. <laughs> it's crazy. The dimensions of my living room wow. are the exact same. So, but I, I don't it's know. Like, it's like it's in bachelor patty, but still like. It's lived in. It's lived it's in. homey. He gets, you know, he shows off. It's his, uh, it's his spider web. It's his mm-hmm. sexy, like, domesticated, toothless dad act. But then, like, man, when I was your age. Yeah, dude. I know. I know. And his black silk sheet. Uh, I really hate him so much. Dark gray silk. Sorry, Come on. Right. Don't be disgusted. No, no. He, he's using black. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> what I prefer. It's just, it's a little classier. And, you know. Honestly, like... just about everything. Because, okay. And the thing with black, silk, or satin is that it shows an interest in giving a vibe of, like, dark, sexy classiness. Yeah. But it's, like, by trying to be classy in that way, you are not classy. Yes. It's, like, wearing... Oh, I don't know. I would say something probably that is... But, like, it's, like... Let me, let me pitch some pitch, garments. Pitch something for me. All right. Members-only jacket. Today uh, in 2020? Oh, I was just saying 2004. 2004? I don't know what's <laughs> happening to you. <laughs> Let's just keep it in the V Mars timeline. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's going on with you. I think okay. What about a, like, um, uh, well, what the fuck are those an called? An ascot? Yeah, an ascot. Um, or is that the puffy one? That's a puffy one. Okay, yeah. I think, but then an ascot, but that is, like, more. That's almost endearingly sweetly clueless. Okay. Uh, flip black... up shades. Not like the not like the wraparound baseball oh, okay. player ones, like like Dwayne from a different world. Uh, Dwayne and <laughs> yeah, they were sexy. No, but he's not trying to be classic. I guess. Okay, you know what it's like. It's hmm. like carrying around a book of literature that you don't like carrying around, like. Crime and punishment, or mm-hmm. um, a well-worn infinite jest on your coffee table. Yes. So I Keeping was actually infinite. Je- that's what it is. Keeping infinite jest on your coffee table because you're not <laughs> reading it on your coffee table. So what is it? No, it's you're just reading there. it six years ago. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you still you haven't finished. You haven't finished. But like, it's there for show. So I actually, um, I was thinking about this the other day, um. What is Infinite Jest about? Because all I know about it is that it's very long, and people like to make fun of people for not having read it. For purchasing it, but not reading it. That's, I think, the crime. I have never purchased it. Okay. So that's how I get away with never having read it. (laughs) Um, I believe, because I've read read excerpts stuff. I like some of his writing, like the prose stuff. David Foster Wallace. I believe it's about a family. And at least some members of the family are really into That's what I know of. No, it's a tennis family book? Here's the thing. It's so many pages that it could be 100,000 words about tennis and Mm. still have that be a subplot. (laughs) But what I know about it is there's a lot of tennis. I think it's a family. Okay. 
great. I just. I don't think it's for you. Well, you don't I, read a lot of books. I don't. If you chose Infinite Jest as your next book, you may die reading Infinite you Jest. You mean if I chose Infinite Jest as my first book? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? I. You know what? I've got some books I could lend you. No, no. Here's the thing. I don't like being loaned books because then it's. It's a pressure. You got to get it back. Um, yeah, especially because I put a sticker in it that says, give it back, bitch. I mean, that's great. Don't loan books. I mean, um, Admiral Admadama taught me that in um, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, give books. Yeah, give books. It's bad I, luck to loan a book. I feel that way, but I also really love the idea of having a sticker in my book that has my name on it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, I'll give it to you, but you'll never be able to forget where it came from. Here's what you do. Put a library um, sleeve uh-huh. in there. And then check it out. Right, but that's... The library of... Wait, don't you okay. have, like, Library of Ryan Mogi stamps? That's what I'm saying. They say yeah. ex, Well, they say Ex Libris, which just means from the library of. Okay. But if I put a library thing in it, that's literally loaning books. Yes, that's I know, borrowing, but you, we've which established... Which is not what you think is good. No, but we've established that you're going to be loaning me books that are <laughs> apparently way more than I can fucking chew. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. I, here, if if I you buy you, Infinite Jest and then, like, age it, like, just really dog-ear so the shit out of it, and then, like, oh, my God, you know, since our last conversation, <laughs> it turns out I actually think you would really love this. I don't know if I own a book that I would lend you. Because it would have to be such a perfect special book for you, because you don't, reading is not one of your hobbies. Right. So it would have to pull you away from all the things you love mm-hmm. to do this thing. Right. So it, you'd have to really like it. I feel like maybe... No, and honestly, what I, I do when some... people loan me the books is I get the audio book. Oh, that's But good. even that, audio books are 50 hours long. So now I'm like, I got to listen to 50 hours of this book before I get back to any of the podcasts I like or watch television. It's a tough life. So I could give them back their books so I don't have to admit that this is how I read. You know what? I have some craft books about Ooh. like building stuff. That, uh, that, that shit I like. Is what I would, that's what I would loan you. I like, I like I reference books, something. actually. Yeah. Um, reference books, I, I like diagrams. Yeah. And I like learning how the things go together. Like, yeah. Did you ever read the uh, Foxfire Diaries? No. They're amazing. Okay. My, my parents had, uh, so there's different editions made, I think, all the way up to now. It okay. started, like, in the 1930s. But it is, like, uh, it's basically instructions on Americana. And it's, oh like, this God. little, yeah, there are these leather-bound hardcover things. I think the edition that my parents had in my house was from the 70s. Okay. But, like, it has, like, diagrams, photographs, and descriptions on how to build your own whiskey still. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, th- making a fire from That's scratch. So cool. Like, homemade apple pie crust. Like, it's just, it's got... The, the homemade apple pie crust might have been too Americana. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually in there. Don't call me out if it's not. It's also a very basic thing. Yeah, exactly. Making a whiskey still is, like... A real project. But it is a, it's a collection of books that are filled with like just practical information. I love it. And across all fields of knowledge. That's really cool. That's what I want. I mean, I like novels too, but Mm -hmm. that, that, I feel like that's what I like to have around Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. They're very cool. I like to learn those things and then be able to like go back and think about them. Um, you know, it was one of the surprising things that I don't know if I, I, I watched, but 
but I don't remember the last time I noticed this or remember that it happened. But once I saw it, I was like, oh, that's not surprising. That Logan is the type of person to put gum on a public chair. Of course he is. What the hell, Logan? Who are you? What is your life? You're a little rich boy. And yeah, I know you're sad your mom died. That is sad. I appreciate it. I agree. It's sad. <laughs> but he was doing the gum thing. But the regardless. gum thing. Who d- you're a bad person. Yep. Someone else has one. Someone else has to sit in it. And they might try to adjust the chair and stick their fingers in your chewed gum. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yep. Two, someone else may have to clean it. Someone's going to have to scrape off your gum because you didn't want to throw it in a trash can? Logan has a well-established disrespect for custodial workers Back. at this point in the series. He, it borders on him loathing custodial workers for some fucking reason. It's weird. It's, it's this weird, like, rich stereotype that I think he just latched onto at a young age. Yeah. And it's just like, this is what rich, this is one of the things rich people do, is they hate the help. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> what do you think about Veronica? Lover. Oh. Telling <laughs> Leo that she fell for him. Do you think that's real? No. Do you think she knows she's lying? No. Um. I think she's definitely lying, but I think she's not quite aware of it. Like, I didn't mean because this is like the this is like the never been kissed come to Jesus moment for her, right? Yeah, when she's like, I I lied before I fell for you, and he's like, you fell for me. He's such a dupe. He is so. I love him, but he is such a derp. Seriously, what about your sack points, man? He's the biggest dupe. He's such a dupe. (sighs) I mean, I think she's. She knows enough, either consciously or subconsciously, that when you pretend to be in a relationship yeah. with someone for selfish means and get caught, that that's the speech you, you give. You have to say, yeah. That's the speech. Yeah. This is way after Never Been. I feel like the speech never could been. have been, and I guess she's not telling people about her sexual assault, but like the, the speech could have been like, my best friend was murdered. That's what I care about right now. This is, I'll do anything. anything to, which she kind of eventually says, but like, yeah. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with squishy feelings for an, a man when you're a... That's the other part. I and know. no one points this out. I know. But she is like talking to a man when she's a teen while trying to prove that her other ma- this other man is not a fucking teen. <laughs> but he is. He definitely is. Not well, he- he's not. No. He's well. not fucking her. He's fucking nice. He's fucking nice. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Um, Leo. Leo isn't fucking a teen, but I mean, this he's is the other, and we'll get into dating it. a teen. Like this is the reopening of the Leo. Yeah. Book. Okay. And some of the things he says to her are not, as they go on, are not chaste. He's not a sweet boy having a chaste relationship with a teenage girl. Right. He's a horned up. Man. Yes. A dumb with a, one. With a, very... a girl that he wants to have sex. Yeah. How, whether, when and if they have sex is sort of beside the point. He's not. In well, he's waiting point. to arrest her first. <laughs> then, then she can arrest him. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Gosh. Um, I, it's the strangest thing to me. I mean, not to go way too far ahead. But just the overall series. 
as fucking weird and gross as this is and how much I hate watching yeah. it, Leo is still like one of the upper echelon boyfriends for her, yeah. which he is, is crazy. He is an upper echelon, but <sighs> she's also so quick to get Twitter painted. She just is so mm. like easy to. She wants. She. It's sort of almost how she is. She's with her mom, where she kind of reverts to a little girl. Okay. When she's with a guy that she's dating. She becomes like a stereotypical girlfriend, but she gets very into the romance of it. Like she's a girlfriend guy. Yeah. Or she's a total girlfriend yeah, guy. She's a girlfriend. Um, so it's, but the rest of her life is so right hard, away. and that's like. So that's like uh, her hobby. You wouldn't loan it her a book her because it's like, no, you have to get, like, that would take her away from her boyfriend. That I is her hobby. I would loan her a boy. You could loan her a boy. That's the solution. <laughs> loan uh, her a boy. That's the other t shirt we have to I make. I like it. I fuck now, dad. Loan her a boy. Ugh, great. Um, a jungle tribe that worships Trump there. Were you bummed that you had to hear the word Trump? Oh, you didn't watch this episode. Dude, don't tell people. I've seen it so many times. Yeah, you've been faking it really well. I hope none of our listeners knew that you skipped it. Um, I wasn't happy to hear it, but it, it happened. Why is Colin talking about this book series from the 1930s <laughs> for Phil, 15 Phil, minutes? Phil, um, okay. Weevil, who, by the way, Weevil should have known what happened to Logan's mom. He's a part of society. Mm-hmm. But he sees an upset Logan, Veronica, and he's like, "What? He lose a puka shell? Mm. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was a pretty sick burn. That was a pretty good burn. The worst thing that can happen to a person is ha- executing an awesome burn, and then the comeback being like, "No, their mom's dead." <laughs> it's like that's not fair to me. No, it isn't fair. <laughs> but you know, Weevil is like Weevil. He has a good heart. Mm-hmm. But he would rather Raz do than give home people. Oh yeah, for sure. So I get it. It's um it's not easy being Weevil. No. <laughs> I mean Were you waiting for me to make a better point? No, I thought you were gonna continue like and maybe like think permanent stuff. That's really what I was waiting for, but I only kind of being the colors of the trees the is the original. So then I was like, it's not easy, people. Riding your bike. <laughs> I couldn't come up with a way to make the connection and make it clear that I was doing the second line from the song. So then I waited to see if you could do it. And you weren't with me, I don't think at all. I wasn't. I don't no, think you I'm were so even sorry. thinking about it. it's not even I w- easy. Green. I wasn't, no. So, uh, this is our last episode. <laughs> We're out of sync. Um, so we've talked a lot about a lack of consequences and he's not on top of it with his daughter. Yeah. And in this episode, Mars be Mars, she he's, tries to break into his files. He's had enough, man. He's had enough. This is fucking <laughs> mad dad key. This is spy versus spy. Yeah. He... Gets her with a ink splatter all over herself. And she's mad. And it's like, why are you mad, girl? That's you... funny as shit. Yeah. And he knows you've been breaking into yep. shit your whole life. 
Busted. Oh, God. Yeah, it's very funny. I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> but she gets all the ink off in time to make a rim job joke. <laughs> so that's good. Can, wait, can you please refresh my memory? <laughs> that wasn't in the wiki. <laughs> um, she's talking to Weevil outside the trophies, and he says some something about, "Oh, I, I got an award for some kind of auto mechanic thing," and she goes, "You got a trophy for a rim job?" And he's like, "Cute," he's never come back. Yeah. Also, she is cute. Um, I think that's when he's like, uh, I heard there's there's some guy. That's episode? Yeah. I heard there's a guy with video. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The freshman twerp who's got the... Uh... He's quite a twerp. It would have been fun if they had brought back John. Totally. Smith's son. Yeah. I can't remember. I love John Smith's son. <laughs> John Smith's son was dope. I <laughs> wish they brought... Because remember, he was really into movies. He loves movies, yeah. And Wouldn't it have been so cool if he like was making a movie with his friend? Yeah. What it should have been instead of Weevil like hearing it, hearing about it, and because why and where, yeah. um, but hearing about it through the rumor mill and then shaking him down and yeah. forcing him to confess to Veronica. The kid who like is making the video is yeah. friends with John Smith's son. Perfect. Um, and then they. <laughs> Also, I just realized we're using John Smith, which is her dead name. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Okay. It's the name. I think. It's because the name of the episode is Me, John Smith. That's why I remember that. I yeah, don't no, I don't remember. Kyle? Any- uh, Kevin? Meet John Smith. I Look, this is the same Little notebook. Smith. Little Smithy? Little, little Smithy. He makes mixtapes. He's very. Sweet on Veronica. Aww. You're right. We should not dead name John Smith. I don't. I just don't. But I don't remember her new ah! name either. Okay, F two boy. This is F two. Wow, really going back. I don't think I have that in this notebook. I think that was a previous notebook. Wow. Um, you have a lot of drawing. I do have. I have some drawings. No, my this episode. Oh, meet John Smith. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. What is that little kid? This is the like greatest left turn <laughs> we've taken so far. <laughs> well, because we're rewriting this ending to make it more satisfying. Because usually the show, and definitely as we come down the roller coaster in our metaphor, mm-hmm. does a great job of bringing back people who've been in this series all season to help us catapult toward our final solutions of the series, mm-hmm. which is one of the strengths of the show. But this is a missed opportunity. Justin Smith. Justin. And little I Justin. Be- I believe John Smith um, changes her name to Julia. Okay, Julia. Okay. So Julia's son, John. Justin. Yes. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. He, we were doing a rewrite. I totally yeah. forgot. Um, so, yeah, he's like in that clique of yes. movie nerds, and he's like, oh, I have to bring this to Veronica. Yeah. And then we have him like hat in hand, like, very, yeah. like, eyes darting away, like, still has a crush, but now realizes his status in the yes. dynamic. Um, and, yeah, get that kid another day of work. Perfect. And bring just, I love it. It just sort of, like, bolsters up the world a little bit. Yeah. When you see characters again and again. Especially if you keep those connections. Like, we knew he was into movies. Like, make it so that it all feels cohesive. 
dead. Yes. He could be, and I know at this point we haven't seen a lot of him, mm-hmm. but we have met Corny. And Corny kind of fills that role that we're talking about. Yeah. As like the general like art kid. Yeah. Whenever there's anything happening involving like an art world or an art class, Corny will usually be involved. Yes. Which is like I love Corny. <laughs> he makes duct tape wallets. I mean, that's not for a while, but Yeah, but he does. It's so fun. Um But ultimately we have a gasp moment. Yeah. When Logan Weevil and Veronica see the footage. And in the background of the footage, see a body drop from the bridge. It's intense. It's intense. It feels like, you know when you watch actual suicides online accidentally? No, tell me more. Okay, well, sometimes you'll be like... (laughs) I mean, I've seen the video of... uh, uh, There was one that was like on live television. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy who the shot guy, himself in the yeah, press yeah, conference yeah. is fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Not um, like, but I, I, I wouldn't say like when I watch that on over and over. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. like when I watch it, but I've, so I've seen it. But you've seen. But it's shocking and upsetting. Yes. And it's like horrific. even more so than that, like uh, people being killed and it accidentally being caught on camera. Yeah. Like that was very convincing. Like that felt super real. Like, just the little speck traveling yeah. off the bridge. I was like, oh. oh, damn. Yeah, and I think for me, too, I mean, probably for a lot of people, or I don't know, but it also gave some, like, 9-11 vibe. Absolutely. I don't know if you ever saw, there's a documentary about, um, there's, like, a famous photograph of uh, the towers and one man mm-hmm. uh, falling, and it's called Falling mm-hmm. Documentary, but it's, like, they're trying to figure out who it was, but it's one of those things like no one, none of his, no family who us people are looking to claim that man because then they're claiming it gives you way who, too much information about yeah, their final moments. 100%. It's that's a great way to say it. Yeah. So I'm sorry for bringing that up, but <sighs> that's kind of, but that's would you say he watched Suicides Online? This. Yeah, no, totally. It's this like, but it did have that very. It was a convincing little bit of TV, man. Oh my god. Okay, and I can't recommend this. I almost can't recommend the documentary, but like, also it's really story. Have you watched Don't Fuck with Cats? Yeah, I did watch that shit. I. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was um, after watching it, I was talking to my girlfriend Nicole Uh about because I was like kind of telling her. Like, you probably shouldn't watch this. Yeah. She's very sensitive about animals 100%. and things like that. Um, and then she told me that she saw the two guys oh. one ice pick video back oh. when it was, like, happening, when it was, like, live or whatever. So instead of watching the documentary, which tastefully does not yeah, show a no. human being murdered. She's seen the actual thing. Yeah. Internet. It's crazy, man. But I mean, it's you know, you want it. You'd rather it be out there than not. Is my position. Not that you want people being murdered specifically just to be internet content, but I don't want the internet to try to protect me from that stuff at the risk of losing uh, the internet, like free, free for all kind of wild west internet shit. 
Yeah, I guess for such a specific thing we're talking about, which is not uh, how that always is or how people always are, but that story in particular internet were like he gave a psychotic an opportunity to have an audience other True. I mean, because he couldn't have done that on TV, and he couldn't have done that on a podcast. Like, yeah. I mean... He could have done it on a podcast. He could have done it on a podcast. No one would have downloaded it. (laughs) How do you promote that? But how do you say... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's hard out here. It is. It's tough, man, uh, getting but, people to watch yeah. this and listen I guess, to this. I I get the I'm, icky I'm feeling of it, but it's not the fact that video platforms are out there. That's the problem. And it even gave, I would say it gave the people who were subjected to watching the videos, like the ones who took the initiative to like fight back and get the, get the guy, start like stalking him and shit. You know, it was empowering to them that they uh, witnessed it. Like, do you think he wouldn't have had any form of bloodlust if it wasn't for the voyeurist no, aspect of I it? No, but I think that he touched more lives than... I mean, it, it would have been true of any mass. He was able to touch and, and spread a disgusting thing mm-hmm. further than he would if he best he could do is like murder someone at a public park yeah it, it, it just is the scale it's the scale i understand that but you can make the scale argument about any like against like sailboats that could travel across the ocean you know a couple hundred years ago that brought decimation uh-huh. to the world is it bad that they invented sailboats Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it is in a lot of ways. <laughs> Fuck, I- am I anti-sailboat? Is that I- isolationist? <laughs> you have to stay in your house. You can't use anything that will make you be able to see more than a couple people. That's right. Keep it low. Oh, no. I put a piece of tape over my people. I don't even <laughs> want to see them outside my apartment. Oh, my God. Okay. What? You got weird people stories? Well, it's not that weird. Because it's my fault for going to bed early, but it was okay. 9 p.m. and I was in bed like in my PJs, uh, reading a book, but still it was in bed. Mm-hmm. My doorbell rang, and I thought maybe something was wrong. And it's in the past, I've my neighbors or something like yeah. They're Can big. I ask, is your doorbell like on your doorframe or is it out at the front of your building? Uh, on my doorframe. Okay, so gotcha. Yeah, and so I went out, went out, and like had to, like, you know. Look yeah, a kimono. Outside. I got yeah, you. I was like, I gotta be. I was like, I gotta be appropriate for outside. So I, I look at the people and I see nothing. Mm-hmm. But I think my people might be broken. I gotta figure it out. Okay, <laughs> that's not the story. I open the door and there's a man who's the delivery man, and he's holding three different Amazon packages. He doesn't look up at me when I open the door. I'm, he's in front of the door, so we are like eight inches apart from yeah. Here. He doesn't look at me. And so I kind of wait a second. And then I say, hi. <laughs> and then he's like still looking at all the packages. 
Oh, like he's sifting I think through. he's trying to figure out which one is mine. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I'm almost sure that's this. Because then I say, I'm Ryan. And then I hesitate another second. He doesn't respond again. And I'm like, <laughs> I go, I'm Ryan. You rang my doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stand there for a little longer and eventually figures out which of the packages is mine and hands it and go outside. But I'm like, why did you think? Because it's not like it's noon and you think no one is home. And so you just ring the doorbell because it's your job to ring the doorbell. Uh-huh. Why did you ring the doorbell before you figured out what package it was? Totally. No, he fucked up. <laughs> My favorite part about it is just how you are so good at letting people know exactly how they fucked up. <laughs> like, to their face. <laughs> it's like... I didn't know what to say. Like, I'm Ryan. <laughs> You rang my doorbell. <laughs> you rang my doorbell. And again, we are so close. Like, we are inches apart from each other. Oh, man. And then he gave me, and I said, thank you. But it was also like, why? I get the ring in the doorbell, and usually, mm-hmm. I would say 99% of my life, every time, honestly, but this time, they ring the doorbell, and then, at, and then they walk away. Yeah, they just leave it on the ground right. and walk Which, away. So then the doorbell is a very, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Because you're letting me know it's here. Yeah. You're not creating any kind of awkwardness for me. Um, my, I don't know if it's my USPS guy or UPS, uh-huh. whoever it is, um, that's delivering the bulk of my packages, yes. slams <gasps> on my door like a SWAT team. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, when I'm not working, yeah. I'm napping. <laughs> yeah, of course. What else would you be doing? So... Yeah, I have to. I'm ah, startled awake, yeah. and I look through. I have two peepholes in my okay. door. Uh, I check them both. It's always mm-hmm. empty, and then I open it, and there's a fucking, you know, a box of pogs or whatever the yeah, fuck right, I right. ordered. Or slammers, it depends. <laughs> if it's but, a special day. Sometimes I just get a huge box of slammers, and that's why he slams on the door because he's so yeah. mad he had slam, to carry. Slam, slam, slam! It's like it's so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny that he begs hard. I. It, it again as you're walking because we don't have to interact. Honestly, I'm not mad if you didn't ring the doorbell. Mm-hmm. I guess you. Ha- I guess it's probably there. I bet it, it, it has. It's got to be something because enough right. people complain about like, oh my shit got stolen. Yeah. It never arrived. Yada yada yada. So now it's like, well, they ring the doorbell. I like the take picture. Amazon does that sometimes. Really? They'll take a picture of it out the door. Okay. And put it on your account. I don't know. This guy was probably having a rough night. I'm sorry for shaming him. But also, I felt so awkward. I didn't know what to do. He pulled me into this situation. I did not want to interact. I was done with interacting with everyone all night. He probably went back to, like, dispatch, you know, after his last delivery. He was like, oh, I rang rang this lady's doorbell, and the bitch opened the door. Did, you rang my doorbell. To give me enough time to just leave it and go. Like, how could she not know it was me? And I didn't want to speak to her. It was, uh, a, t- it was a tough time. God. Uh, we got through it. Thank you so much for sharing that with me, because that is delightful. <laughs> I'm happy that I could delight. Uh, oh, Mars God. versus Mars. I feel like we love this episode, but we didn't really get that deep into it. Right. The point is, Adam Scott's a D-bag. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, I mean, I the point I took, V is like super against um, 
uh, not Susan Knight. Uh, Carrie Bishop. Carrie Bishop, thank you. All chess pieces, by the way. We didn't talk about that. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Rooks, uh, Carrie Bishop, yeah. and Susan Knight. Um, but she's like, she has that like Mars intuition, and she's yeah. like, something is fucking fishy about yep. her story. And Keith is like, I got the same Mars intuition. Yep. Something is not right about this guy. Yeah, They're both totally right because Rooks was guilty. Yep. And then Carrie actually was not assaulted no. by Mr. Rooks, but somebody was. Yeah, her best friend, Susan Knight, mm-hmm. with a K, making it like the Knight chest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for really driving that home for me. SK, not oh, sweet knees. Um, oh, they also go through this whole thing, and Veronica is usually very smart, mm-hmm. and I usually really like her little ways that she proves to other people she did. <laughs> you but, rang my doorbell. <laughs> yeah, I am trying to channel Veronica at all times. Yeah, there's a whole bit, and it's also hard because it is the early 2000s. Cell phones were different. Our mm-hmm. understanding of how they worked and what you did them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But they go through a whole thing to prove that a person could physically hold another person's cell phone and type text, which is a weird. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't prove that you can spoof. Because now that was what it would be, right? You'd prove that, like, I have this app where you can spoof other people's Right, right. That's not it. Yeah. They prove that you can borrow a cell phone and and use it to type in text. She asked Mr. Clemens for his cell phone? Or she swipes it from him? She asked because she says she has the car trouble. Yeah. Which is also, like, Clemens is usually pretty smart. They're sitting... She's sitting in the room for an hour, for many hours, for an hour, and then is like, I need, like, it's suspicious. Oh, I have a card. Yeah, yeah. It's Everything. But-, but Clemens knows enough, like, the way Clemens is smart is that he's always suspicious of Veronica, no matter what the circumstance. Yeah, that's true. Um, that is, like, which is <laughs> a mean thing to feel about a student, but a very useful thing to feel yeah. about this student. But he does give her the cell phone. Yep. And she uses the cell phone to send sexy text mm-hmm. to the head of the board. Yes, from uh, Van Clemens. And Which that proves... proves that you can borrow cell phones. Right. Which is... Karen has, like, dirty texts from, from Mr. Rooks. She does. <sighs> yeah, that is a smoking gun, man. It, even if it's like... Yeah, so then Veronica proves, like, okay... Because somebody could have got it out of his drawer, sent him, beep, boop, boop. Yeah. But t- also, they're t- that's a, that is a defense, but it's a very weak defense. Someone stole my cell phone from the And I didn't notice it. They, yes, they are time-stamped in such a way that I didn't receive any of the texts. You know what I mean? If there's a 20-minute yeah. gap between a text... Then you have no defense because then yeah. you've got an alert. Yeah. You look at it. You see everything you texted. Yeah. I know it's not quite as simple as it is now with smartphones. But, but... it still was not that hard. Yeah. Also, and not to just pick apart Veronica's defense because as we find out, she was wrong. Mm-hmm. 
and this is, I guess, more picking apart the writing. I get why they do the sweetness thing. Have you ever, mm-hmm. when you are texting a paramour, yes, use their initial in the context? Only if that is the pet name itself. So, like, yeah. Okay. It, so you think SK might have been the pet name? Possibly. You know how nicknames tend to uh, decompose after time? <laughs> I'm trying to, I was going to use the word denigrate, but I wasn't sure if I was going to use it yeah. right. Yeah. Decompose is a much more aggressive version of what you're saying. Okay. But they both work. Okay. Yeah. So nicknames can tend to denigrate. Yes. You know, um, your Mondo fries and drinks uh, years later will be Fry Man. Yeah. Which is, uh, I is know. Is that that's... an Aqua Teen Hunger Force record? No, I knew a guy in Sorry. college named Armando who became oh, okay. Mondo, who became Mondo Fry and Drink, who became Mondo Fry, who became Fry Man. Okay. So that is like the path a nickname can take. I just think initials. Yeah, but that would be FM for Fryman. Yeah. Which is, it feels like not right. Right. I don't know. I also don't use people's, unless I'm being funny, mm-hmm. in a two-person text, like just text one other person, I don't tend to use their name. Yes. Very often. Ryan Mokey, you haven't responded to my last text. When are we, like, something like that? Ah, that gave me the chills. Oh, I'm so That's sorry. Funny. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I, I, I should have responded. It I didn't even it. happen. It was ah! a lie. No, no. Yeah, so, right, exactly. But, like, being sarcastic like, about formality. Yeah, think, yeah, exactly. It would be sarcastic or, like, but I would never even, like, like if I, if, like, I texted you didn't text back, I would never be like, hello, Colin, are you there? Right. That would be crazy. Now, if we were oh. in a group text and I was trying to prompt you to respond, I right. might be like, I wonder what Como thinks. <laughs> For example. I don't know. And then okay. I would have to come up with an elaborate, or someone else would have mm-hmm. to come up with an elaborate lie about what Como means to them. Yes, exactly. Uh, communal municipality. Yeah. Um, which is what everyone calls their friends. Absolutely. But yeah, I I don't know. I just don't think I don't think anybody I don't think I guess it's not my nickname. No one calls me RM. Mhm. But it just feels We call you R. Sure. And maybe if it was R that would have and yeah. And then they would be like, "Why did he sign it? Why did he address this to S?" And you would be like, because he called me sweetie. Yeah. I think it's also, do you remember how it used to be when you had to text? Yeah, like click each Every button three times. Every single letter is a whole process. Mm-hmm. And Adam Scott's an old man. It's yeah. Well, he learns texting because he knows what it gets oh. him. <laughs> um, <laughs> he found the value in it. So, yeah. So, are, so it's that Carrie has Susan's phone? Yes, okay. she just takes the phone, and like nobody, it was a student, it was like a the t- school district council, whatever yes. you call it. So it wasn't like a courtroom; no, no one was really investigating anything. But to that point about the whole Sweetney's uh, SK thing, um, it is like a plot hole 
but one that Veronica spots and makes her suspicious. So yeah. kind of like a, a plot hole in the interior story. Yes. And it worked. I mean, it all worked. And who knows? Everybody does different things. Mm-hmm. And it's a secret lover. Yeah. Can't, can't say Susan Knight for F's sake. Well, but you're texting her about sexy things. You can say whatever you want. If it's sexy things you're texting right to her, you could say, hello, Susan, who is in my second period class. You can't say that. Why not? Oh, Your we're... next sentence is about how she should not wear underwear. Like, you're already... What, what are you worried about? If anyone finds these texts at all, you're in trouble. I mean, yes, but plausible deniability, I guess, is important. Oh, I meant to text someone else not to wear underwear to my class? Yeah, and then things just kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's pretty plausible. Uh, uh, Susan Knight was pregnant. Yes, and Susan Knight is from Step by Step. Oh, who is she? She plays AJ in Step by Step. AJ's the tough one with the backwards yeah. hat and the overalls, huh? Yeah. No way. And as mentioned before, Late Beaster is Blair Wardall, Blair, Blair, on Blair Witch Project. Blair Waldorf, like Salad, uh, in Go- in Gossip Girl, mm-hmm. is on this at Harry Bishop. Yeah. She also she's been she's Late Beaster, whatever. She sings too. I don't know. Figure her out. She's pretty great. <laughs> She's an underrated actor. Yeah, she, yeah. I don't I mean, know. She's I, good in this, but. Yeah. Gossip Girl is a bit of a chore for me. You don't have to do it. Yeah. Have you ever watched Country Strong? I haven't watched Country Strong. Is that the she's one with. She's very good in it. Is that the one with. Um, what, what's her name? Summer from uh, The O.C.? No. Oh, what is that show? That's a TV show called Heart of Dick. Heart of Country, Dixie. Yes. Country Strong is a movie oh. with Gwyneth Paltrow Ooh. as a country music star with personal problems. And uh, she's married to another country star played by uh, Tim McGraw, who is an actual country I've, star. Um, yeah, I've heard. Uh, okay, you know stuff. <laughs> and then when she's in rehab, Gwyneth Paltrow falls in love with Jared Headland. Another country star? No, he's an, just a the actor guy. He's on oh, okay. Tron. Ooh. You've seen him around. The original? No. Oh, the new one. This, is an, this movie includes Leighton Meester. So it was not <laughs> from pay- Wait, was Leighton Meester in Single Parents? Yeah, she is the single parent. I know Leighton Meester. She's one of the two main single parents. I worked on that show. I well, know Leighton Meester. Leighton. She's like famous. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know if she's good in that show. I've only pilot she's fine i've never watched it but i mean from the tapings everyone seems fine I mean, everyone's very nice on that show well, which important. is my that's the only thing i care about if i'm uh, if i'm working i don't want to be treated poorly yeah i guess nice is important but i have two things that i like okay what's that and i want both but if i i need one of the two okay nice and competent yeah, let's get you... the shot, you guys. <laughs> so you could be, if you're one of the two, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get through it. If you are both, oh, I Ooh, love Ooh, what a dream. Mm. If you're neither, I, what are we doing here? Yeah. What, what's the point of it's life? It's a disaster. Just be competent or nice. If you're not competent, it happens. It's fine. And I'd say this. Then you better be fucking nice. Yeah. 
If you are rude and bad at your job, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to stand there in front of you and I'm going to say, You rang my doorbell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do we have anything else to say about these? I mean, I feel bad. I feel like we talked a lot about the episode we didn't love that much. And Mm -hmm. then the episode that both of us think is one of the best episodes we saw. I mean, we didn't do the we didn't do the blow by blow. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, we've wet your appetite to watch it if you haven't already. Um, yeah, hopefully. If you did watch it, I mean, I I want to know what your opinion is. Uh, let us know all your favorite things that we should have talked about. Yeah, tweet at us. Uh, at come on now, sugar. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, it was fun talking to you. Uh, we're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> hey, come, come on, on now, sugar. sugar.